Blog Talk Radio. My name is Apostle Limit Overton. It's an honor to be here. I want to thank our Jamaican audience for listening to us. And a lot of people don't recognize that we have a lot of people uh, <laughs> that be on our program, podcast. Sometimes they don't come in the room. Sometimes they go outside the room. A lot of people prefer to go outside the room because they don't want their numbers to be, I guess, uh, not seen or known. But we have advantage Janice Taylor tonight. And I want to thank the nations that's listening to us uh, through many podcasts that we have. Uh, we have the nation of Switzerland, Finland, Australia, United States. We have uh, Great Britain, uh, Finland, Mozambique, South Africa. We also have Nairobi, Kenya, Israel, Sister Ruthie, and we have Kingston, Jamaica, 
Cayman Islands, Havana, Cuba, New Zealand, Portuguese, Vietnam, and South Korea. Without any further ado, Evangelist Janet Taylor will have the mic. And you Amen. got it, Evangelist Taylor, for one hour and 55 minutes. And I'm going to let you feed daughters. Yes, we just thank the Lord for this opportunity to be here uh, with this uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, radio listening audience. I do count it a privilege and an honor to um, stand before you tonight and to declare what thus saith the Lord. Um, I want to talk to you tonight um, from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3, starting at the 16th verse, and this is what it reads. It says, and it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord at my mouth. And give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turned not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, I lay a stumbling block before him. He shall die because thou hast not given him warning, and he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he have done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned also, thou hast delivered thy soul. Glory be to God. I'm going to talk to you tonight from the topic, the watchman on the wall. The watchman on the wall. The word of the Lord in Joel chapter 2, verses 15 uh, through 17 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sanctify a fast and call a solemn assembly. Gather the people together. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and those that suck the breath. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thy heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore 
should they say among the people, where is their God? And Jeremiah, uh, Isaiah 58, I'm sorry, Isaiah 58 says, blow the trumpet in Zion. It says, and sound the alarm. Spare, cry loud and spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. So tonight we're talking about the watchman on the wall. What is a watchman? Glory be to God. Uh, Another word for a watchman whose duty is to watch for approaching enemies and to warn the city of danger is a gatekeeper. A watchman is one that sits upon the wall and watches for approaching danger. And he sounds an alarm to warn the people of the impending danger. His job is to sound the alarm with a sound so that the people know that it is the sound of warning. Glory be to God. And the watchman, he has a very, very, very serious uh, responsibility because God entrusts the watchman to blow the trumpet and sound the alarm to let the people know what's coming ahead. Now, the last couple of weeks I have preached on this um, broadcast some very serious, serious messages. One was the indictment coming out of Ezekiel 34, woe to the shepherd. That message came straight from God. He said there's an indictment against the pastors who feed not the flock, but fatten themselves. Then uh, uh, another message was there's a shaking going on. Came out of uh, Hebrews chapter 12, and it said um, that the people, God said that He's going to shake everything that can be shaken so that everything that cannot be shaken uh, would remain. So God let us know uh, some of the activity that we're seeing going on in the spirit realm right now is due to the shaking. There's been uh, an earthquake in Morocco. See, he's not just shaking in one place. He's shaking the White House, and the outhouse. He's shaking out sin. He's shaking out uh, what's been hidden, these secret sins. And, of course, you know that was the message last week. And a lot of people didn't like that message last week. But I'm not responsible to what you like or don't like. I'm responsible. I have to answer to God. i got to give accountability to God because I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. And um, so he talked about the shaking 
and then he talked about the secret sin. Um, I want to go back to the shaking for a moment because we've seen the fires, we've seen the earthquakes, and um, we see these hurricanes. This is all part of the shaking. Whatever you see in the natural is also taking place in the spiritual realm. And so God is shaking. He's shaking up things in Washington, D.C. A lot of indictments are coming out, secret indictments, glory be to God. Uh, 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 A lot of sin is being uncovered. Um, Those things that people have had hidden or that they thought was hidden is now being exposed. Um, Then we have uh, things that are going on in um, uh, the White House things that are going on in the church. Uh, pastors are being exposed for being in secret sin, having uh, ungodly relationships, and these things are coming out. I mean, God is literally allowing the enemy to snatch the covers off of people, and their nakedness is showing. So I said all that to say that as a watchman, I have a responsibility. I am accountable to God. I have to say what he is saying to the church, to the people of God, in hopes that some will repent and turn from their wicked ways. I have to warn the people of God what is coming. Thus saith the Lord, and if the people of God do not take heed to what God is saying, then their blood will not be on my hands. Now, if I don't warn you, your blood will be on my hands. And the word of the Lord says, when I say to the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked, from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Now, a lot of people don't like pastors in their business. They feel like, well, he he or she don't need to be in my business. But as I said a few weeks ago, God will warn uh, the individuals privately first to give you the opportunity to self-correct. But if you don't come out of whatever it is that you're into that you know is wrong, then after a period, God will allow the enemy to completely uncover you and you will be He will deal with you publicly. So you either take the opportunity to go to God and repent privately or be exposed publicly. But my responsibility as a watchman is to cry loud and spare not. I'm told uh, 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 preachers called in last week after I preached on secret sins. So she ain't got no business preaching on that. 
uh, uh, we're Dr. So-and-so and so-and-so, and, 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 and we don't, she ought not be talking to us like that. They took it personal, and I'm glad they did. But if you really want to get personal, just self-correct. Let the word shine the spotlight on you. Let the word find you where you are. Now, if I'm not in the word, if I'm not teaching and preaching the word, then you have the right to correct me. But because I know I'm preaching and teaching the word, then that's the light. That's the light shining on your darkness. Glory be to God, exposing it. And um, so I would encourage you tonight to let the word find you wherever you are. The Bible says, let every man examine himself. See, you can fool me and you can fool uh, others, but you can't fool God. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're struggling with and he knows what you're trying to hide from him. But God wants you to bring it into the light. Go and get what is hid in your tent and bring it to the light. Because I believe if Achan had not hidden the things that he stole, I believe God would have had mercy on him because he's a God of great mercy and grace. But because he tried to hide what he did, he, he did not receive mercy. That's the difference between uh, what happened to King Saul versus what happened to David. Kings sinned. Both of them sinned. But David, he repented, and he wrote the 51st Psalm. Uh, King Saul, the first thing he did was he lied. He said, I have done what the Lord told me to do. But he didn't. He only did part of what the Lord told him to do. And then uh, 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 Samuel, the prophet, said, then what is the bleeding of the sheep that I hear in my ears? And then he started blaming, oh, the people, the people, uh, 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 they spared the best. They spared King Agan. Uh, they spared uh, this. They took the spoil. But God did not hold the people responsible because the commandment was given to the king. So God dealt with the leadership, and that's what I've been dealing with these past few weeks. I'm dealing with church leadership. You see, when the head is not right, then the body is not going to be right. So it behooves us. I am admonishing you tonight. If this word is cutting you, then just take the correction. The word is a bomb in Gilead. Take the correction and let it begin to heal you, glory be to God, so that you will not end up, let it begin to heal you privately so that you will not end up becoming publicly embarrassed. Now, when this word is working, the word of God, it begins to go in and it shines the light on things, things that are not right in our lives. You don't get mad with the messenger you, 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 but that's what happens, though. People do get mad with the messenger, but they should not because this is not my word. This is the word of God. So the watchman's responsibility is to warn. That's his first responsibility, to warn of impending danger. 
Glory be to God. And he said, but if you warn the wicked and he don't turn from his wicked way and he die in his iniquity, you have delivered your soul. I'm delivering my soul tonight by talking to you uh, in this manner, sharing the word of God with you, telling you what thus saith the Lord. You see, a good leader watches over and cares for the soul of the congregation that God has entrusted to him. A good leader cares for the flock. A good leader goes to see about the flock. A good leader is going to uh, 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 get in the sheep's business. A good leader is going to probe and ask questions. Uh, uh, We missed you at Sunday school this week. Uh, we, we didn't see you in Bible study last week. Uh, is everything okay? Uh, a good leader is going to inquire about the person that you may be dating. A good leader is going to ask those hard questions. A good leader is going to ask those hard questions. But don't nobody want the preacher in their business. Uh, 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 he don't need to be all up in my business. She don't need to be all up in my business. But I'm going to tell you something. If that pastor don't get all up in your business and find out what's going on with you, how is that pastor going to know how to pray for you? You see, that pastor has a responsibility to God. Uh, uh, he must be accountable for the sheep that God has entrusted him to. The, uh, uh, a good shepherd He's going to go look for the sheep when they get missing in action. A good shepherd, he's going to uh, uh, make sure the sheep have what they need. He's going to see if, if, if the sheep need some help in any kind of way. But see, you have these hirelings today, and these hirelings, they don't care anything about the sheep as uh, uh, long as they pay their tithes and all. They don't care if they're living in sin or not. A uh, 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 hireling will let uh, 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 the sheep sing on the choir, knowing that they're shacking up. A hiring will uh, 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 let the sheep usher on the usher board, knowing that they're living in sin. A hiring, he don't care about the sheep. All he care about is the sheep's money, and if they bring in that money. You know, I, I, I was told that when uh, Hurricane Katrina hit, that uh, several uh, prominent pastors in the area where they got hit, when they found out the uh, government uh, gave them FEMA, uh, emergency FEMA funds, that they got on planes and went to where their people were to get the tithes. Now, they didn't care about the people. They cared about the tithes. They wanted the tithes off of that FEMA money. You know, that's, that, 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 that outraged me. It, it, it really outraged me. And I'm not telling you uh, something that I heard. I'm telling you what some of the members uh, told me. So we, we, we got to care about the sheep that God has entrusted to us. When a, when a, 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 a member uh, of the body of Christ is in sin, that pastor needs to find out, where's my drummer? Why isn't my drummer here? What, what, what's going on with the drummer? Where's the keyboard player? Where's the guitar player? Where are these people who were once uh, uh, starch members? He's missing in action. Something has happened. What has ensnared this individual? I've got to go and ask these questions. 
I got to go and search for this individual. I got to go and see about this individual, not just to get in his business, but I need to know so that I can properly pray for this individual. And if the individual has some needs, then I want to take those needs before the Lord in prayer. I, 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 wanna, I want to labor uh, with this individual so that they will know that they are more to the church than a dollar bill. You see, it's too much of that going on today. It's too much of that going on uh, where people don't care about your soul. They only care about your money. Just send your money. Just send your money and everything will be all right. That, that, that's not godly. That's not godly. I, I was at a funeral today, and I listened uh, to a preacher. He told the people uh, if they wanted to be saved, all they had to do was say the ABCs, except for A, A for accept, uh, B for believe, and then C, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I dropped my head because this pastor, this preacher, he's called himself a bishop said nothing about repent. And he told those people, if you uh, did those three things, now you are in the kingdom of God. And that is totally not according to Scripture. So he led people astray today. And, um, you know, we want to we, we wanna do the quick one, two, three, but this is not Mickey D's. This is not Mickey D's. You have got to expound the word of God to people. Glory be to God. You've got to take time with them and show them their sins. He said in Isaiah, show my people their transgressions. you got to show them to them. Glory be to God. Sometimes people are ignorant. Sometimes people don't know they're in sin. And so a good shepherd, he, he, he's going to do that. He's going to do it privately, though. He's not going to come to them and try to embarrass them in front of everybody. He's going to deal with that individual uh, privately and, 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 and begin to minister to them, glory be to God, so that that sheep can get back in its rightful place with the Lord, glory be to God, because it makes no sense to uh, uh, watch a sheep die and go to hell sitting in the church. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world. It doesn't matter if he's a deacon, a trustee, a usher board, a member, or singing on the choir. What does it, even a preacher, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So a good leader watches over and cares for the soul of the congregation. Now, let's look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 6. Glory be to God. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 17. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And this is what it says. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. So God has given the watchman uh, a responsibility, and that responsibility is for him to blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. Wake up the sleeping church. Matthew 25 and um, Matthew chapter 
uh, 25 and verse 13, it says, um, while men slept, an enemy came in and, and sold tares among the wheat. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. No, I said that backwards. I'm sorry. Matthew 13. Glory. Hallelujah. He said, while men slept, an enemy came in and sold tares among the wheat. Glory be to God. And then he said, um, and he went his way. So these tares are in the church. But a good shepherd has discernment. He knows what is wheat and what is tares. Glory be to God. And his job is to warn the tares. See, the tares are playing church. You know, they like to come to church. They like to dress the part. And they love to act the part. They love to have church, specializing in that. Oh, we had church today. We had church. Well, you say, well, who got saved? I don't know about that. Well, who got delivered? Well, I can't remember. Well, what was the title of the man? I don't know that. I, I just had a feel good. I, I just felt good. This, this uh, salvation is not based on our feelings. Glory be to God. So the Bible says that while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, there appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did not thou sow good seed in thy field? And good seed is the word. See, people going around saying, sow a seed, sow a seed. The seed is the word, and it's good. So it's good seed. Glory be to God. Quit letting people uh, hoodwink you with making you think uh, all you got to do is sow a seed. The seed has already been sown. It is the word of God. Glory be to God. And he said, from whence then have it cared? He said, an enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, do you want me to go? and gather them up? He said, nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up the wheat also. He said, let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye the tares first. Glory be to God. He said, and bind them in bundles to do what? Burn them. Glory be to God. That's for, for those that don't believe in hell. Uh, it, it, it's right there. They're going to be burnt. The tares are going to be burnt. He said, but gather the wheat into my barn. So we, 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 a good leader, a good shepherd uh, knows the difference between tares and wheat, but you don't have the authority to give up on the tares. Uh, some of them tares can be turned to wheat. So we have to Pray for them. You got to know how to minister to them. As a matter of fact, you become their watchman. You watch over them so that they don't uh, remain cast. Your, your job is to want to uh, uh, bring forth the word in such a manner, and the Holy Spirit uh, operating with the word will bring forth the conviction. Glory be to God. But you cannot afford not to warn them. You cannot pet people in their sins. Glory be to God. They must be warned. Hallelujah. So it is the duty of the watchman to watch for approaching enemies, to warn the people of impending danger at the gate. 
I'm glad you are, are with me on tonight. We're going to talk about the gate. Now, the watchman is known as a gatekeeper, and there are five gates to the city, and the city base is your heart. Glory be to God. There's that ear gate, the eye gate, the nose gate, the mouth gate, and I'll, uh, for lack of a better word, I'll say the reproductive organ gate. God's watchman is called to warn both the wicked and the righteous. Glory be to God. So that the wicked who remain in their sins will be without excuse. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. But then it goes on to say that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So you have an opportunity to hear the word of the Lord, receive instruction from the watchman and correction, and come out of sin. Or you can stay in your sin and die in your sin and go to hell. Now, that is the word of the Lord. There's no middle of the road. There's no in-between. There's no gray area. Glory be to God. Now, these five gates are doorways that the enemy uses to come through to enter into our heart. It comes through the eye gate. It's what you're looking at. If you're watching porn, or porn movies, if you're watching all sorts of ungodliness, the enemy is coming through your eye gate. If you um, are listening to things that you should not be listening to, uh, uh, all sorts of uh, unholy music, uh, all sorts of conversations, if you're listening to these things, then the enemy is coming through your ear gate. Um, your nose gate can function two ways. It's what you put in it, which can be drugs and all sorts of things, or it can be, uh, you know, gossip. You you participating, uh, even listening to gossip through that nose gate. You know, they say, oh, she knows it or he's knows it. That, that's another gate that we open up that allow the enemy to come through. And whether you want to believe it or not, your uh, Sex organs are also a gate. This is how the enemy infiltrates the believer. He's coming through one of those gates. Glory be to God. And God's watchman is called to warn. And, 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 and the people of God, are, uh, are they, they are accountable to God. The watchman has to give an account for the souls. Uh, that he, he's been entrusted to. So a good pastor today uh, would be a watchman for his flock. Now, what are some of the areas that a watchman uh, will be effective in? One would be protection. Um, remember, David, he fought a lion and a bear to protect the sheep. And uh, this we know because we're going to turn there to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 17. 
All right, here we go. And we're going to start at um, the 34th uh, verse, verse 34. All right. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of the mouth. You see, David was a good watchman, a good shepherd, because he put his own life in jeopardy for his sheep. He fought a lion and a bear to rescue a sheep from its mouth. Glory be to God. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine, he's talking about Goliath, shall be as one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, said David, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. You see, David, he watched over his father, Jesse's sheep. And so it didn't say if this happened on the same day, but on one particular instance, a bear came and got one of those sheep. And he fought that bear. And the Bible says that he took that bear he rescued that sheep and delivered it from the paw of the bear. On another occasion, a lion came and got one of those sheep. David, again, put his own life at risk to fight against this lion. Now, a lion is a very uh, 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 dangerous animal. And uh this line, he didn't even, I don't believe he even thought twice about it. When is the last time you've seen a shepherd, a watchman, fight for the sheep? When is the last time you've seen a, 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 a watchman put his life in peril over one of his sheep? When is the last time you've seen that? They fatten themselves and feed not the flock. That's what most of them are doing today. They're collecting money, getting houses, cars, airplanes, uh, Lamborghinis, all sorts of things, but they don't care beans about the sheep. When the sheep have a need, uh, they tell them, oh, I'm sorry, we, we, we're not going to be able to do that. Now, these people are paying tithes in your church, and these people are, are, are members, longstanding members, but now they have a need, and, and your, your, your doors are closed to them. You're, you're mistreating. You're abusing them. But then when it's time for the pastor's anniversary, you want everybody to give two and $300. Then they got to pay for the banquet. Then they got to get the colors for the banquet. All this foolishness. This money, this money can be used to help somebody. But yet, Yet when the people have a need, you tell them, uh, 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 
We're not a social agency. No, the church is not a social agency. The church is the church. Jesus, Jesus had preached, and when he had got through preaching, his disciples said, Lord, send the people away. He said, uh, they are hungry, and we don't have anything. Send them away so they can get them some need. Jesus said, no. He said, make them sit down. And the disciples looked at him. He said, uh, what, what do you have among you? And they say, it's a boy here. He got uh, two fish and five loaves. And he said, make the people sit down in companies of 50. And Jesus took the two fish and the five loaves and blessed it. And then he told the disciples to distribute it to the people. So he wouldn't send the people away hungry after he had preached to them. He showed that he cared for them. He had compassion about them. He did the same thing another time. It was 4,000. You see, we must care about the sheep. If, if, if the sheep don't have light, but I got light, and I got the power to help get the sheep some light, then I need to do what I need to do to help get the sheep some light. I don't need to go home sitting up in the A.C. in the lap of luxury, and I know my sheep are sitting in darkness. That's not a good shepherd. That's not a watchman. The same way when I see a wolf come in the church, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, these ravenous wolves, I'm going to just go there right now, these ravenous wolves that come in the church in the name of a prophet and say, uh, thus saith the Lord, and they come in and they devour whole churches. Yeah, they come in and they say, uh, uh, the Lord said, uh, give me your 401K. And the Lord said, uh, uh, give me your retirement money. And the Lord said, God ain't said, uh, show your whole paycheck. That's against the scripture. He said, pay the tithe, which is the tenth. God told us to keep the 90. He know we got bills to pay. We got to live on. So he said, you keep the 90, give me the 10. He never said, uh, uh, so your mortgage payment. And people have done that and lost their homes. The prophet has absconded with the money. He's over in, some, uh, in Tahiti somewhere drinking pina coladas and the people being put out on the curb. Ravenous wolves. Paul said he knew that once he was no longer on the scene, he knew that ravenous wolves would come in and devour the sheep. And these, these pastors are, are, are not being true watchmen. They are letting them, they, they basically turning them loose on their congregation. You're letting these people come in and devour your sheep. You've taken all that you can take from them. Now you let somebody else come in and get the rest of it. What little bit they had in savings. The people got to live, but you don't seem to care about that. You just want more, more, more. You see, this is why the Bible says in, uh, in uh, 1 Timothy 6 and 10, he didn't say that money was the root of all evil, but he said the love of money is the root of all evil. You don't love the sheep. You love the money that the sheep have. Because if you love the sheep, you wouldn't take their last. You're trying to take it all. 
The sheep can't get out of the church. You done took six or seven offerings in one setting. You making sure they don't go home with nothing. They got to work all week. Some people don't even have gas money. I heard tell of a brother that come out after he got through sowing in the offering, then he had to borrow money to get to work the next week. That's abuse. That is church abuse. And if you were a watchman, you would watch for your people, and you wouldn't let these proper liars, that's what they are, you would not allow these proper liars to come into your church and proper lie to the people for money. You can't find that nowhere in the scripture where God ever sent a prophet to anyone, a king or an individual, and they had to pay money to get the prophecy. You will not find that in the scripture. The prophets that that had a message from God, they had to deliver the message as it was. Thus saith the Lord. No charge. No charge here. Now, there's nothing wrong with people giving in the offering, but when you demand a certain fee to give a prophecy, first of all, that's divination. That's what the witches do. That's what they do. The witches and the warlocks, they charge money. You got to pay money to go see them, the fortune teller. You got to pay money to go see them. But we in the church, we don't operate that way. That's not biblical. If I got a word for you from the Lord, I don't have no choice but to tell you what he said. Unless God told me not to tell you. But if I tell you what he said, I have no right to charge you money to tell you what God told me to tell you. See, these watchmen, these watchmen are not watching because when you see these ravenous wolves approaching, instead of you saying, no, you can't come in here, you can't have my sheep, you can't devour my sheep, you, you, get, you let them preach in your churches. You let them get up and say all kind of things. And God's going to deal with the church concerning this. Glory be to God. You see, we'd rather hear from a prophet than to hear from God. And there's nothing wrong with prophecy. I do not knock prophecy. But it must line up with the word of God. It must line up with the word of God. And people want to come in and prophesy. Oh, I see houses, cars, and land. But they won't even warn you and tell you to come out of sin. That's what the scripture says. Paul said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So we got to come out of sin. We want the blessings of God, but we don't want to come out of sin. A watchman will call you out. A watchman will tell you, come out from among them. Because the watchman has discernment. I will never forget, God showed me something in 2015. It was Thanksgiving Day. In November 26, 2015, and the word that God showed me, I screamed. 
showed it to me in the book of Lamentations. And I screamed, no! Because it was a serious, serious word. Glory be to God. And I didn't want to give that word out. I didn't. I mean, this kind of word don't make you popular. People don't want to see a prophet coming with these kind of words. They call them doom and gloom, and and nobody likes them. But you know what? I made up my mind. I would rather be pleasing to God than to be pleasing to man. You see, the watchman warns of impending danger. He will sound the alarm. The faithful watchman will sound the alarm at the approach of the enemy. And, and this is how this is how God showed it to me. He will blow the trumpet in the ears of the sleeping church to awaken him. And the watchman, the true watchman at that, realizes that he must be held accountable for the blood of their souls. So he will not hem and haul with the word. He's just going to come out and say, this is what the Lord is saying. He declares the judgment and the penalty for sin that God has spoken to him about. He doesn't just preach a message of grace, but he talks of judgment to, in order to instill the fear of the Lord in the people. He is one who feels the weight of eternal things. He's not so much mindful of the people in the sense that, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to offend nobody. See, that's that's this that's, that's this new type of prophecy today. Oh, I I, I better not say that because I don't want to offend nobody. I want the people to like me, or I want them to invite me back. Let me tell you something. We have a mandate from God to cry loud and spare not. Don't worry about being invited back. You don't know whose soul you might snatch out of the fire just by saying what thus saith the Lord. He watches for the souls of those that have been entrusted to him as one who expects to give account of them unto God Almighty. Yeah, he's going to tell you if you're in sin. The watchman. The watchman is going to call it out. He calls it out to nations, kings, and individuals. He has no respect of person. Whatever the Lord is saying, the watchman is going to say it, unless God tells him not to say it. I remember the prophet Micah, Micaiah. Micaiah um, was summoned by a king, and he was told before they even went and got him that uh, he wasn't going to say nothing good. Yeah, he wasn't going to say nothing good. And uh, he said, wait a minute. He said, uh, go and get him anyway. So he went and got him, went and got him and said, uh, what the Lord told him to say. And then guess what? Now, God put a lying spirit in all of the other prophets' mouths. Now, that's something right there. When God put a lying spirit 
in the rest of the people. So all of them, they were saying good things to the king. Oh, yeah, go up. Yeah, the Lord is with you. Oh, yeah, God said go up, but God did not say that. So when they went to get Micaiah, they had somebody to tell Micaiah what the other lion prophets had said and told Micaiah, now you go along with us and, and say what, 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 what the rest of them said. But Micaiah made a bold statement. He said, as the Lord lives, I'm going to say what he says, say. Glory be to God. He, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here it is. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold, now the words of the prophet declare good unto the king with one voice. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. See, this, this man, he was trying to coach Micaiah in what to say. Now, he's on his way to go get him, but he said, I, I wanna, let me give you the 411. I want you to know this is what's happening, and this is what you need to do so you can be in agreement with, the, with what everybody else said. But this is what Micaiah said. Micaiah said, as the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. That is the voice of a true man of God. He didn't care about pleasing the king. He didn't care about being in agreement with the other prophets. He didn't want to fit in with them. He didn't care about rewards. He didn't care about any of that. He said, I'm only going to say what I hear the Lord saying. That's a true watchman. He's only going to say what he hears the Lord say. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. This word is tight, but it's right. I got to live by it. You got to live by it. The word of the Lord says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Holiness without no man shall see the Lord. So when I talked about secret sins last week, although I wasn't trying to offend anybody, I knew it was an offensive word because I knew that people that are in secret sins were going to be highly offended. But I had to say it anyway. I had to call it out. I had to say what the Lord gave me to say. And those that heard it, those that heard the message, your blood is not on my hands. I can wash my hands because my hands are clean now because I obeyed the word of the Lord. So your blood is not on my hands. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord told the prophet. He told Ezekiel. You are to warn them. That's what a watchman does. He warns the people of what is coming. He's up on that gate, and he sees he's he's in a very high position where he can see out over the whole land. And because he's over the gate, there's only one way for the enemy to get in, and that's through the gate. So he's watching over the gate. He's a gatekeeper. 
And when he sees the enemy approaching, he yells down to the gatekeeper, close the gate so the enemy cannot get in. So the gatekeeper hearkens to the voice of the watchman and closes the gate. And that seems to be the problem today. Nobody is watching. Nobody is watching and telling the people to close the gate. You see that thug, that that drug dealer come in the church, and you know what he is, but you don't warn the young ladies. You don't warn them. And the next thing you know, he's like that bear or that lion. He has come in the church, and he has one of God's sheep, one of God's daughters, in his mouth, and he's carrying her off to devour her. And guess what? That joker, he after he devoured that one, he'll come back and get another one. Why? Because he know ain't nobody watching. There's no watchman. There's no gatekeeper. He says it's like taking candy from a baby. You've seen those pimps in the pulpit. They come in. And they smooth talkers. They got a little gold tooth in their mouth. And they got the bling bling. And they driving a fancy car. And the sisters don't even know that's a rented car. She don't own that. And he comes in with enticing words. And he prophesies to the people. And the next thing you know, he done led a silly woman chapter. And she's so embarrassed that she won't even come back to the church after he done spent up all her money. We see it all the time. Where is the watchman? Why didn't the watchman tell the gatekeeper to close the gate so that wolf couldn't get in there? He comes in to devour the daughters of God. And you do nothing. You do absolutely nothing. And then I've seen the I've seen the exact opposite. I've seen a pastor. He called that wolf out in front of the whole church. Man came from New York. He said he was an evangelist. By the time he got to North Carolina, he was a bishop. Now he got it took him a weekend to get there. He said he was a bishop, and he came in and said that he had married one of the daughters of God. And he just came down to North Carolina to help feed the homeless. Boy, that pastor called him out. He said, you mean to tell me all of, you passed all them homeless people in New York to come down here and feed homeless people? He said, you say you're a bishop. You, didn't, you say you've married uh, one of the daughters of God. He said, you didn't even call her pastor? To, to, to see is she in good standing with the church? Come to find out, they wasn't even married. They were shacking up. The pastor recognized that he was a wolf and called him out right in the church in front of everybody. You know what? That sister, she, she was embarrassed. She really was. I know she was. But guess what? It saves her some heartache. Some future heartache. That guy was a wolf. 
she was a wolf in sheep's clothes, and she fell for it. But her bishop did not. He called that man out in front of everybody. The guy left the church walking. He didn't even have a car. He said he was a bishop. How is it that you left New York on Friday? You were an evangelist, but by the time you got to North Carolina, you're bishop so-and-so. Any bishop would know to call uh, uh, the young lady's pastor to see was she in good standing in the church. But he didn't. You know why? Because he was a wolf. He was a wolf in sheep's clothing. And he thought if he stood up and told us that he had come all the way from New York to feed the homeless, the bishop said, you passed all them homeless people in New York? The guy was stunned. Matter of fact, the church was. We didn't know it was going to go that way. But the bishop did what he had to do to protect that sheep. He had discernment. He had the Holy Ghost. And he called that guy out right in front of everybody. The man left the church walking. And as it turned out, they were not even married. They were never married. He was a liar. But see, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to get in nobody's business. We don't want to watch for the soul. You can tell when a brother brings a a, a woman to church with him, that's no good for him. You can tell. She has a certain, <laughs> you can tell, you, you can discern it. And he thinks, oh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. He wants to introduce her. And you can tell she's a loose woman. Yeah. And his bishop will say to him, I need to talk to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get back. I get with you. But he don't want to talk to his bishop because he knows his bishop see through that girl. But if you take the time to have that one conversation, it might save you some a heartache and some anguish. Many people have been who who had promising ministries have been shipwrecked because they had no one watching for their soul. Had no one watching. Bible said, watch as well as pray. So he feels the weight of eternal things. That is why he doesn't he 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 doesn't get caught up in oh I don't want to offend anyone. But that's a new thing. Everybody wants to be politically correct. Don't nobody want to call out sin in the church. That's the one place we can talk about sin. It's in the church. Call it out. You got the pink elephant in the room, and people want to act like they don't see it. When you see that unclean spirit, that spirit of perversion in the church, you got to deal with that. I don't want to mess with that because I don't want to offend them. You got to go to them and warn them, warn them privately. So they're, 
so they don't have to become humiliated publicly. That's the duty of a watchman to correct. He warns to protect, but he also corrects. Yeah, he corrects. He corrects error. He diligently exerts himself to deliver the sheep from the snare of Satan's trap. The Bible says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Sheep are dumb. Do not recognize, they do not know when they are in danger. I'm talking about uh, naturally. You can take a, a flock of sheep and put them in a field and a wolf come along and snatch one of them. The sheep will not run. The rest of the sheep will not run. Why? Because they cannot sense danger. So after the wolf gets through eating that one, you can come back and get another one. They do not have a sense of danger. Now, this is true of sheep spiritually. A lot of sheep have made a terrible mistake, run off with some guy, run off with some girl because they did not sense danger. And in some cases, it turned out to be fatal. Everybody's sitting back at the end. Oh, I know that boy wasn't no good. I could see he was violent. Oh, yeah, he looked me, but nobody said anything. The watchman, the watchman on the wall didn't open his mouth. He should have said, close the gate. Close your ear gate. Close your eye gate. Close your mouth gate. Close every gate. There's a wolf approaching. But he didn't open his mouth. Because he didn't care about the sheep. He was not watching for their soul. So the word of the Lord says, When thou say to the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet, if thou warn the wicked, and he turned not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity, but deliver thy soul. So if we don't warn the people, the sheep, of the impending danger, if the watchman does not watch on the wall, And sound the alarm to show that there's danger approaching. If he does not do that, and those sheep die in their sins, the blood of those sheep 
will be upon that watchman's hand. But if he warns them and they don't turn from their sins, and he and they die in their iniquity because he warned them and they still went on the watchman has delivered his soul the main thing is is that did the watchman sound the alarm and give the warning we got a lot of people in the pulpit today and they saying a lot of different stuff. Some of the stuff they saying, I, I've never heard such crazy stuff in my life. I was at a funeral not long ago, and a man called himself a bishop, preaching this woman's funeral. He said, I know she went to heaven. He said, because she had the most beautiful smile. I looked at my husband, and my husband looked at me. And when we left that funeral, I said, did you hear that? He said, yeah. And all those people in that funeral, when he said that, said, amen. Now, where can you find that? Show me the chapter and the verse where someone can go to heaven because they have a beautiful smile. This man said he was a bishop. A bishop should know better than that to mislead those people that way. Bishop should know better. So we've got to follow the word. You've got to follow the word and do what the word says. Let's go now to Second Corinthians chapter five, verse nine to eleven. Glory be to God. Wherefore we labor, this is the apostle Paul talking, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he have done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness. We have a responsibility to persuade men of the need for salvation in Jesus' name. Because we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So we will not pet people in their sin. We will not tell people, I'm okay, you're okay. Oh, let's just love one another. We're not going to tell people that. We're going to tell people the truth. If they're in sin, come out of sin. 
Be not entangled with the yoke bondage, which is sin. We're going to call an ace an ace and a spade a spade. We have a responsibility. We don't want those people to die in their sins, and we did not warn them, because if that happens, their blood will be on our hands. Let's look at 2 Timothy 4, verses 2 through 5. Again, this is the Apostle Paul to Timothy. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof thy ministry. Sound doctrine is healthy food. It's the word. He said the time will come they will not tolerate the truth, sound doctrine. After their own lustful appetites, they will be turned from the truth unto fables. See, that's what people are telling them now. The man told them, uh, A, B, C, accept, believe, and confess. And now, he said, now you're a member of the kingdom of God. You're part of the kingdom of God. Telling people they're going to heaven because they have a beautiful smile. Those are fables. He said, make full proof of thy ministry. In other words, endure those afflictions. Pay the price. Stay true to the truth. Do what God has called you to do. It's given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, that's rebuke, for telling, uh, telling it like it is, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works that the man of God may be mature, thoroughly equipped. He should go from being a student to a teacher. That's how you know he's thoroughly equipped. Glory be to God. So we got to tell them the truth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going to turn now to Matthew 16. Hallelujah, Jesus. Matthew 16, 
verse 24 through 27. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I tell you, this word is tight, but it's right. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. See, that's what it means to be a Christian, a follower of Christ. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. Then he shall reward every man according to his work. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'd like to know, are there any watchmen on the wall? Any watchmen on the wall? Hallelujah. I remember in 2009, I had a dream. And I was on the beach, and but I wasn't outside. I was like in a in a in an apartment, and it was um, I must have been like on the first floor of this apartment building, and I looked out the window, and the window was near the ceiling, near the top of the ceiling. And I saw a huge wave, huge wave. And it rose up all the way over to the center of the apartment building. And I was expecting to just be blown away by this huge wave. This was like a tsunami-type wave. And but it rose up to the center of the building and then it went back down. And the Lord spoke to me and said that it represented waves of glory and waves of destruction. There will be waves of glory and there will be waves of destruction simultaneously. And we're seeing this. We're seeing this. We're seeing these waves of glory on one side of the, 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 the planet, and then on another side, we're seeing waves of destruction. I told you, God is shaking everything that can be shaken so that only that which cannot be shaken would remain. Oh, he's shaking. He's shaking everything. Glory be to God. He's shaking it. I'm telling you, God is shaking. He's shaking things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't get caught in the ways of destruction. You want the ways of glory. Hallelujah. 
So Paul told Timothy to reprove, rebuke, and warn preaching of the word in season when it's popular and out of season when it's not. Don't even worry about your popularity. If you're preaching this word like God said, you ain't going to be that popular. But you'll be popular with God because you have no idea whose soul you actually snatched out of the fire. The watchman is serious about his assignment. And I want to add this, but he must first have his own affairs in order with God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Acts chapter 20 and verse 16 through 18. And then I'll cover the last scripture. Acts chapter 20. I love this Paul had to say. Glory be to God. Starting at the 16th verse, this is what he said. No, not at the 16th verse, Acts chapter 20 and verse, yeah, at the 16th verse, this is what he said. For Paul determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia. He hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know, from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you all at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lion and weight of the Jews and how I kept back nothing profitable unto you, but showed you and have taught you publicly. See, this is a good watchman. He said, I didn't keep back nothing. I showed you and I taught you publicly from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentant towards God. Glory be to God. I don't know how anybody can preach salvation without preaching the message of repentance. Repentance is a part of the plan of salvation. You can't even receive Jesus Christ without repentance. Glory be to God. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost, Witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God. 
And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Therefore, take heed unto yourselves to all the flocks over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he have purchased with his own blood. I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember, by the space of three years, I cease not to watch, warn every one night and day with tears. See, Paul was a watchman. He did not fail to declare to the people of God all that God had spoken in his word. He did not. He said, I kept back nothing. I taught you. I showed you. He had demonstrations. But he said, I did not cease to warn you by the space of three years. Even in his final departure, he warned them of grievous wolves that would come in. and devour the sheep, bringing in messages of perversion to lure the people of God away from the truth. And he said that they had a responsibility to feed the flock which Jesus had purchased with his own blood. Glory be to God in the heart. My prayer for you tonight, those of you who have tuned into the voice of God, that you take heed to this message and that you would be watchmen on the wall, not just preachers, not just teachers, but watchmen. Watch for the souls of the people that God has entrusted to you and that you would blow the trumpet in Zion, sounding the alarm, that you would cry loud and spare not. Don't be moved by the tears. Don't worry about offending somebody, but that you would declare the truth to the people of God, that you might save their blood. Glory be to God will be on your hands because you have done all that you could to warn them. You have said everything God told you to say. You didn't hold back nothing. 
I pray that you would take this message seriously tonight. This is for the pastors and for the preachers and teachers and apostles and evangelists, prophets, that you would not make merchandise of God's people and abuse them and misuse them, that you would preach the truth to the people of God and watch for their souls, and that you would warn them of the impending danger, penalty of sin. so that they might repent. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. You can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliveranceMIN.com. Our phone number is area code 336-830-0601. If you want to be a blessing to this ministry and contribute to it, I encourage you to sow through PayPal or Zelle, and the ID code is JET245 at msn.com. Join us Monday through Friday for the sweet hour of prayer at 12 noon, and Saturday, 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. The phone number is 425-436-6333, and the access code is 716-5050. That's the sweet hour of prayer Monday through Saturday at 12 noon, Eastern Standard Time, and Sunday night at 8 p.m., we pray for one hour. The phone number again is 425-436-6333. The access code is 716-5050. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. If you are watchmen on the wall tonight, warn your people about the dangers of sin. Make sure that their blood is not on your hands. May God bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen.